0: grew up right outside philly. Yeah, I grew up in Darby. Um Darby, Pennsylvania. It's right outside of, like
1: southwest Philadelphia. Okay. So yep. do you Id- do you identify as Philly? Still do you feel like a Philly boy at heart? <laughs> um more like a, a a Darby guy, but um
0: yeah, I, in my adult life I lived in West Philly most of my adult life, so kind of, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, where that's-, my, that's where all my gyms are at. Uh you know when I trained out there, uh Royal Strike and uh you know, the Gracie and everything.
1: Nice. That's interesting, man, because like in Pittsburgh, every suburb still feels like they're from Pittsburgh. Like you could be 45 minutes to an hour from the city, but you still feel like you're Pittsburgh, like born and bred. But it's funny, like being Darby, how far is Darby from like downtown Philly?
0: Um, I mean, it's literally like a trolley, 11 trolley that takes you directly there. I would say like a drive was probably about maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Oh wow! Beginning, um, but yeah, there's like transportation. There's uh, there's trolleys to take you right into uh the heart of the city from uh, Okay, Darby.
1: but even then, you said you still feel more like you're from Darby than Philly, even being that close. I, I just as Pittsburgh, that it's just interesting to me. That's yeah, I mean. they got this thing like <laughs> if you're not from like you know Philadelphia, you don't you know
0: you don't claim it. People sometimes from Philadelphia get a little like you know oh, you're not really from Philly, so you know okay claim where you're from.
1: <laughs> I got you. So I thought this fight was going to be like Pittsburgh versus Philly, but maybe it's more like Pittsburgh versus Darby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Darby's like nobody knows, you know. <laughs> right, right. Like It's like Monroeville. I mean,
0: like, you know, um, um, I'm, I know Worthy's from Pittsburgh, but um, it's like, I, I guess Monroeville. If you was from Monroeville, you probably just read Pittsburgh, I guess. I don't know anything about the area besides my wife is actually um, from uh Well, she grew up, like, most of her life in uh, Pittsburgh, so. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, for sure, dude. Well, we got, you know, we got a lot to unpack with you, man. First off, I just want to thank you for, you know, stepping up and taking the fight. It was it was tough finding somebody to fight karma. I wish that we had logged our hours of trying to find somebody just so that we could tell people exactly how much time went into this. But it it was crazy, and you were one of the only people, man, to your credit, and I really – respect and appreciate this, that right from the beginning, you wanted the fight, like right away, there was no hesitation in saying you wanted the fight. It then just became normal negotiating, figuring everything out and getting a deal done. But like from the jump, we could tell like Kahim wants this fight. So what was it about this matchup right away that had you like, okay, I want it now let's make it make sense. I mean, I just
0: think the matchup is uh, the matchup is perfect. I mean, he's, he's an experienced guy but um, I just like I've I've seen him fight. I remember um when he was you know in the UFC. I like I like you know watched the the, the UFC show just to see him fight because you know um I I, kn- I don't know him like that, but I do remember him from back in the day when I fought as an amateur. He wrapped my hands once, so I do like I do know who he is and you know I knew about him. So you know I was interested. I've been like following him a little bit, so I know his style and um I think it was a good matchup. And that's why I was interested from the jump. I think it's going to be a really interesting fight, a really fun
1: fight. It's not going to be a, a, you know, boring fight at all. Yeah, I mean, that's what we loved about the matchup too. You know, looking at your record, you you have 23 fights, if the database is correct, 23 fights total between your amateur and pro career. And you've done that over a stretch of like seven and a half years. So you've been averaging about three fights a year for seven years, man. You're super active, which is always a good sign, I feel like, for fighters what like how have you been able to maintain that kind of pace? It's pretty rare that you see a guy fight that often for that long without huge layoffs like like you haven't had.
0: Well, the last few years, I haven't been as active as I you know was in my early amateur career. Um, as an amateur, I kind of was like most of my fights were like super short notice, and you know going against guys you know that you know needed a in at the last minute. So I would say from like 2015 to like 2017. A lot of those fights were just like, you know, like, you know, hey, it's a fight. Like, why not? Let's fight. But um, I would say like since like uh, joining uh, when I was joined Royal striking, I think that was back in 2017. I think that like I averaged less fights, you know, and I've, you know, gotten better. But, um, yeah, basically, like, I mean, back in the day, I just kind of just fought like, you know, it's just like, you know, it was a fight. You know, I just fought. It wasn't really the smartest, you know, game plan, but. Um, over like I, like I haven't fought since, um, I haven't fought like, um, since 20, the end of 2020 and, um, I've been kind of like pacing myself a lot, you know, so it's a big difference from the, you know, the beginning of my, you know,
1: amateur career until now. Sure. I mean, you're 32 years old now. You got probably, you know, without question, the biggest win of your career in your last fight in Bellator against Kimbo Slice's son, Kevin Ferguson Jr., baby Slice does does that that crossroads of your career does that all add up to what you're saying like now's the time for you to get a little more picky a little more selective with your career because like now's the time for you to really make a name for yourself is that kind of how you're feeling oh definitely
0: like even going into that fight like you know i was a i was a huge
1: underdog um
0: you know if you like even like in my eyes baby slice technically was um, um he went into the fight i believe three and two but he was technically four and one he had got a um he had got, he got it, a win overturned due to, a, I think it was like really controversial. I don't think it should have been overturned, but um, it was definitely a risky fight. A lot of people thought that eh, it's not the, you know, not the smartest fight there. Like, you know, probably bring you in, you know, to maybe, you know, like lose to kind of build him up. Mm-hmm. But um, like in this situation, I feel that it's like very similar to, you know, it's a big name and um, I'm just like, you know, I feel like, you
1: know, it's, it's another opportunity to like knock off a, you know, a big name. Yeah. What was the experience like fighting for Bellator? You know, like you said, Kama is in a similar position, obviously being a UFC veteran, he's looking to get back. It seems like everybody, once they fought in an organization like Bellator or UFC and then are out, they they want back in. It seems like everybody loves that experience. So what, what was your Bellator experience like?
0: I mean, it was nice, man. They, they treated, you know, me and my team really well. Um, the production, everything was really nice. How they like, you know, just conducted themselves. Um you know, um, the promoters that I, you know, talked to the matchmakers. um, It was really, it was really like a great experience from beginning to end. I mean, obviously it was the end of 2020, so it was the, um, it was, you know, during COVID, so we had to follow a strict COVID protocol and get there like almost like a week early, Mm. earlier than when the fight started. But, you know, Mm. despite all of that, which was out of their control, it was, you know, it was a real, a really pleasant experience and definitely like, you know, picking up the win.
1: Yeah, was there a crowd there? I didn't even consider nah. the COVID. Ah, yeah, that sucks. There was it,
0: there was there was no crowd there. You was allowed. Um, you know, you had your cornermen, and um, yeah, it was just kind of like you know sh- you know on t- like on. I think mine stream live on YouTube, and um, the main card was on uh, CBS Sports, but not nah, there was there was no crowd. It was uh t- November of 2020. I was like right in the middle of a you know pandemic.
1: Yeah, yeah oh, man, that's terrible. I didn't realize I didn't even connect those dots until you said about COVID. It feels funny now like it's not over at all, but the COVID protocols feel so much more lax now. It feels like, you know, people are kind of back, the the restrictions aren't as crazy, and I'm sure Texas is pretty wide open from what I've heard, so it's this should be a better experience for you, I would say. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I know um Pennsylvania has like had some strict uh protocols as of like maybe a few months ago but they like i don't think i don't think mma shows were allowed to have um people come without like a vaccination card but i don't think that's in effect anymore Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: like you know that definitely you know
1: helps out a lot for you know this fight yeah yeah you'll be good man the the crowd should definitely be really good for this show we're anticipating an awesome fight i mean Kama's last fight in february that place was packed it was rocking it was super electric and this one's going to be even bigger you know in no small part thanks to you man so that's you know we're super excited for this matchup in particular so what are you like how do you feel like you're going to react to a big crowd environment now like you said bellator didn't have people it's 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 been a while since you fought in front of a rowdy crowd. Then you think that experience is just I mean, still going to pay off?
0: Even though there was no crowd, there was still like a lot of people. I mean, so many people um was watching i mean i was the the, the 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 darby police department like tagged me in a post on uh <laughs> social media so i know like everybody like all eyes were like on me so it was still that same pressure mm-hmm. like i know baby slice was like getting like uh interviewed by like tmz you know so it might not have been people like actually in a stance but it was still like a lot of a lot of pressure a lot of uh you know eyes on you so i don't think that like you know, fighting in front of no crowd versus fighting in front of, like, a lot of people um, for this fight. I don't think that, I think the pressure is, you know, pretty much, you know, the same or comparable.
1: That's awesome, man. One thing that really impresses me with you is in that fight, your composure, first of all, you know, you won that fight pretty easily. I think you swept 30 27s on the scorecards. It was pretty, pretty dominant decision for you. But then in the post-fight interview I was watching, man, you conduct yourself like a long time pro, and even right now in the podcast, anybody listening can tell. You know, you're like you're a veteran at this. It's very clear from the from the first second we talked to you on the phone. It's very clear that you're a pro who's been around, who understands the game. And I was just impressed with the way you carried yourself in that post fight interview. What what was that like? You know, being up on the Bellator podium, getting asked questions by some of the best journalists in MMA. Did it did it feel cool to you? Yeah, it was it was nice.
0: I mean, you got to like really believe that you belong there and you can't let like I feel like a lot of fighters. Sometimes they let their nerves get the best of them. They don't fight there to their full potential. And I think where I'm at right now in my career, I feel that I'm like very confident. Like when I go out there, I'm, a, you know, put on a show like, you know, I'm going I'm to show, you know, what I have. Um, It's not going to be a fight where like, oh, he doesn't look like this in the gym. Like mentally, I'm there. I'm ready. You know, I've been through, you know, like. I mean, nerves are always going to be there, you know, including for this fight. Like, I mean, that's just a, you know, the name of the game. But you just have to, like, I feel like I'm, like, right now, I'm like really confident, and like, you know, I'm not really like phased by, you know, if, you know, I fought in, like, you know, uh, you know, I fought in like a main event as an amateur where it was like 400 people booing me. Like, I mean, once you get past all of that, like, you know, you're ready
1: for, you know, this. That's fun, man. I mean, I'm not going to speak for the Pittsburgh crowd, but you might get booed in April as well. Just letting you know.
0: (laughs) Probably. I don't know uh, much about like the fan base. I mean, I I fought in Pittsburgh like twice. Um, I never fought like a hometown guy, though. So I don't like but like, hey, I I love it. Like I, I encourage it. Like I want I want I want to get like, you know, like I love that that just
1: fires me up yeah it's gonna be good man everybody always loves it one thing that we definitely try to promote at our events is a very family friendly atmosphere you know we have we allow children it's it's very much like it's rowdy and electric and fun without going over the edge like some shows where you feel like you might just get punched in the face at any corner you know what i mean it's very family friendly and cool but it is definitely i think i think you'll enjoy the atmosphere i was at a i was at an
0: event in uh tampa bay last last weekend And it was like, you know, they had some guys from New York there, like a whole crowd of New Yorkers. And yeah, it gets pretty like, you know, when they and their guy comes out, they get pretty, you know, sometimes. I mean, you've been around, you see like, you know, some people who are pretty rowdy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It gets dicey for sure, man, no doubt. But we try not to do any of that. So it'll be it'll be rowdy and fun, but not in a not in a dangerous way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm ready for it.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So one thing that I definitely wanted to dig into was you mentioned Royal Striking and, you know, being from Darby, fighting in the Philly area for a long time. But now being down in Texas, what kind of what was the reason behind you moving to Texas? What caused all that?
0: Well, at the time I was uh, working remotely from home um, when I was working in Philly. You know, I was a caseworker and my um, wife, she got a job here. So, um, she had to be in person. She had to, you know, she got a job at a, um, at at a college here. So, you know, we had to, uh, you know, move. She, you know, she was pregnant at the time. We had to, you know, move down here to Texas. So that was my primary reason moving, you know, to basically like, you know, support her and her, you know, career. I was able at the time to continue to work remotely. So, um, yeah, that's why we you know came down here and um so you know i had to find new gyms and everything somewhere you know where to train at. so i ended up settling at um you know next generation um frisco with chris brennan um he has his you know his son there lucas brennan who's undefeated in bellator It's a bunch of you know other really good guys there uh, a guy named cody walker who's you know he actually fought in the pa area before it's a lot of you know i mean they, they have it like a no gi um, jitsu program and a lot of guys there like are you know really really good you know so um i've been getting most of you know my striking from uh ohana it's like a it's a muay thai gym that's not too far from me here in richardson so um yeah that's that was the perp. that was the reason why you know i'm here now in texas
1: that's awesome man i love i used to work for flow sports and they're based out of austin texas and i used to go to austin like four times a year when i was working for them and the the texas barbecue is just on such a different level than anything we get in pennsylvania man are you a big barbecue guy i mean i
0: used to be It's kind of like i don't really eat much barbecue now because i've been vegan for like almost two years
1: oh man nice i did not know that what a dumb yeah. question for a vegan. <laughs> <Nah>.
0: <laughs> yeah so um i don't like you know go into it like there's all types of like really you can tell they're nice barbecue spots uh in different spots in, in dallas but um, I haven't really checked them out because, you know, it's mostly like, you know, like.
1: Yeah. You know, that's just a stuff. tease. If you're a vegan, yeah. you can't even go. And I mean, this, it, it looks like- interesting. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a vegan, I
0: still, like, remember, like, I used to love ribs. I used to be my, like, post fight uh victory meal or, like, mm-hmm. when I win, like, I would, like, you know, get some, like, big back ribs.
1: Uh, man. Making but me hungry place. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what made you switch to the vegan life, dude? That's a really interesting transition for an athlete, for a pro athlete. I mean, uh, for sure, guys do it, but it seems like it always brings an extra level of challenge for, for you. So how has that transition been and what kind of caused it? Um, You know, just
0: like I was, I, I, yeah, I became, when was it? Like uh, September, uh, I think, or August of 2020, you know, I, you know, turned vegan. And um, I did it for basically, I just wanted to see like if I can like push myself even more, like if, if it was going to make a difference. I had. Read some things on how, like you know, some vegan athletes like feel like they're better conditioned. So, um, you know, that's the, that was the the motivating factor of why I decided to do it. And um, I would say, like even in my, like you know, I, I would say that I do think. I mean, I've ha- always had pretty good stamina, but I think now, like I'm able to just go, like you know, round after round after round without getting tired. So, you know, I do feel a difference in my body. But the first month, the first month, if anybody like is thinking about turning vegan, first month is always the hardest. But after that you know it gets like you know your body adjusting you know it's a lot different but um yeah i felt um yeah i feel I feel good i feel great like you know
1: is your wife vegan with you is the whole household
0: yep the wife right, though she's vegan uh, the baby nice. you know he's uh, he's only 7 months but uh, he's technically vegan as well cuz he gets her, his milk from her so that's awesome. Well, I guess milk is not vegan, but like it's from nah, a vegan. Close so, enough,
1: yeah. You know, I, l- listen, if mother's milk doesn't count as vegan, I don't know what <laughs> we're doing here. Like that's got to be the most pure substance on earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, have you found any like particular vegan recipes that you never would have tried before and uh, that now you just love? Oh, yeah. yeah like, um, so like I, I,
0: it's something called uh, seitan. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, me and my wife, we make it. It's out of vital wheat gluten. Um uh it's tempeh like I you know I eat that a lot um you know it's a whole bunch of uh interesting recipes that I've had you know that we make you know you know different foods but um at first it was hard because you know I didn't really know what to eat but um Mm -hmm. yeah you know we definitely uh definitely uh have a bunch of recipes
1: yeah that's kind of what I was going to ask have you had kind of a vegan mentor do you just kind of do your own research on the internet or how have you learned kind of what to eat and what's good for athletes well, I have a bunch
0: of cookbooks, um, you know, I purchased some of them, got some as gifts for like Christmas and stuff. But um, nice. yeah, I have a bunch of uh, cookbooks and just like, you know, searching online, finding I- like out new ideas. Um, like I said, the first few months, it was kind of hard because it was like, OK, what do you eat? But um, there's, a, there's so many foods out there, so many different grains, so many different like, you know, things out there that a lot of people don't know about. So um, it's not really that hard. You just got to get creative. You just got to know what to cook.
1: Nice, man. One thing that I think is interesting is you mentioned how it's helped your conditioning and your cardio, it seems like, but that's something that I feel like you've been known for anyway, before you were vegan. Everybody, you know, that we've talked to about you says he gets stronger, the longer the fight goes. That's like a trademark of your style. So what, where has that come from? Were you born with just kind of a natural cardio for fighting? Or is that something that you really focus on and drill down into? You just kind of
0: like you gotta dig deep, and um, like as the fight goes along, you know, you kind of like just get more confidence, you get more like you know, settled in, nerves kind of shake off, you just you know, gotta dig deep. But uh, yeah, like it was something I had even you know, you know, wait before I turned vegan, but now, like even my baby slice fight, um, like I felt like I don't know, it just felt like I never, you know, never really got tired, like I felt really like great, it almost felt like I. You know, and, and I would say in every fight, regardless of like how I showed it, like you always feel a little something. You feel a little fatigued, especially by the third round. Um, but, you know, I don't like, you know, I'm able to push myself a lot You know, further, even in training when you have those long rounds. And, you know, like I'm able to push myself a lot more.
1: Yeah, it's a different level. And again, kind of like I said earlier, that's what's awesome working with literal pros like you, but also people who carry themselves very professionally like you is like. We know we don't have to worry about your conditioning and things like that. That's uh, I'm sure you've seen it on the amateur level so many times where a guy goes in there a minute into the fight and you can just tell he's totally gassed. So I feel like that's always an interesting dynamic with fighters. You know, what what would you tell a young fighter on that level? Because like we said, this has never been an issue for you. Like what kind of advice would you give somebody just starting their career?
0: I mean, you just got to, like, settle in. You got to, like, you know, deal with your nerves. Um, I think, like, the reason, like, when you watch certain amateur fights, including, like, you know, some of mine, like, the reason guys get, like, burnt out because they, like, are in the back maybe overthinking. They're, like, a little too antsy. They kind of, like, you just got to, like, go out there and enjoy yourself. You can't think about, like, what's going to happen, what may happen. You just got to go out there and enjoy yourself. And you also got to, like, you almost got to train. Like, you got to, um, like, fighting is mostly mental. You got to, like, train and you got to, like, you know, put yourself in the most uncomfortable positions during, uh you know, training. So when you're, like, actually in there in a fight and you feel, like, fatigue and your lungs are on fire, you know, you can just continue to just, you know, push yourself, you know. And um it's it's, 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 it's so mental. Like, fighting is so mental. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, coach that or tell a younger
1: fighter that. It's just, you know, a lot of times it just comes with, like, experience. Yeah. So we know your mental game, super sharp. We know your cardio is super sharp how would you describe your fight style for somebody who's not familiar? Cause like you said, most of our listeners, most of our viewers know exactly how Kama fights they've seen him fight before, probably even in person, but they're not, not as familiar with you obviously being out of town. So how would you describe your style for our listeners and what can they expect on April 16th?
0: I mean, like I am, uh, like primarily a striker. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at my like previous fights, but like I'm even before the uh, baby slice fight, um, I've been working on, I mean, I mean, I have, like, I have, like, as an amateur, several, like, you know, submission wins. Um, I, I feel like I'm well-rounded, and um, it's a lot of stuff in that baby slice fight. Like, you know, I got, like, some takedowns in that fight. Like, it's a lot of things that, like, I have, you know, that I want to use, and I've definitely been working on that, you know, since then, like, in the past. Because I've kind of been quietly just training. I haven't really been posting a lot about. You know my training, or like I haven't. I don't even think I post like with gyms I go to now. I just kind of just been, you know, training. I've been training twice a day for a while now, and just getting stuff done. So it's a lot of things that, um, you know, I have in my arsenal. Um, but my, my the answer to the question, my fight style, I would say that you know I'm mostly like I'm well rounded, but like the thing that sticks out the most is definitely
1: my striking. That's definitely exciting, obviously, for listeners and anybody with the matchup, because Kama's a striker as well. I mean, this seems like, on paper, this could turn into a really high-level Muay Thai match really fast, which is super exciting for everybody watching, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes those match they kind of bounce they like sometimes
0: the matchups that you expect that between two wrestlers they turn into like, you know, mm-hmm. a striking match. Or sometimes uh yeah. matchup between two strikers might actually one guy's, you know, might turn into a grappling match. So uh well not a grappling match, but it might more be more grappling in a fight. So um, you know, yeah, it definitely has the potential to, you know, be a really good, you know, stand up fight. But wherever it goes, like I feel like I'm, you know, really prepared. And I know uh, Worthy is definitely like you know well rounded. Um, I know he has good subs. I know you know he's has you know I mean he's been around you know you know he's been around he's been in the game he's accomplished so much. He's fought he's fought really good guys beating really good guys so like I know like that he's gonna come and he's gonna be you know well rounded he's really good so you know I'm looking forward to the
1: challenge and um, you know can't wait that's what's so awesome about it man like both of you guys like you said both of you guys are so experienced so well-rounded everywhere that no matter where the fight goes it's going to be a high-level contest like it's not like one of you has a gaping hole in your game that's just going to get exposed i mean it's it's truly a matchup that you don't see on the regional level very often you know a ufc vet versus a bellator vet i mean you guys are as good as it gets and we're honored to, to have it so we're super thankful for you taking the fight man and we can't wait to watch you put on a show but I gotta ask, and looking looking past an opponent is never the move, obviously, and, the, and I don't think you're doing that at all. But should you beat Comma, you know, where do you want to go in your career? Are are you angling for another shot in Bellator, UFC, or kind of how are you approaching your career right now? Well, definitely. I mean, I've um,
0: since like after like right after my last fight against Baby Slice, I, I had like a pretty severe injury that I had to uh, you know get surgery. Like basically, right after. Um, the baby slice fight, um, but yeah, they they've offered me things. Just um, it came at bad times because it was like right after my surgery. So yeah, I definitely you know you know would love to go back you know fight you know uh, in, a, in a bigger promotion, uh, Bellator. Like if I get a short notice call for like a bigger promotion, like I'm 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 open to that. As well. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to want to constantly move up. I want to I want to be a little bit more active now that I've been kind of a little bit inactive, you know, get, you know, just with family stuff and like, you know, surgery. I want to be a a little bit more active this year. My goal is to maybe fight three times this year.
1: So, yeah, I'm
0: definitely looking to, uh, you know, make a, you know, make a statement and uh, continue to
1: move up. Nice. That's a really good pace, man. Like we said, three times a year seems to be your average. So that's settling right back into kahim murray realm you know that seems like what you're comfortable with
0: definitely yep.
1: so i got we'll close with this man you know let you plug any sponsors i don't want to keep you too much longer i know you're a busy guy obviously getting ready for fight prep and everything but if you have any sponsors anybody you want to shout out man the floor is all yours
0: i don't have really many sponsors that i've gotten ready for this fight but um definitely i want to shout out to my uh boy uh, uh Eric. Um, and Yams Incorporated him and uh Corey run a clothing apparel company. Give them a shout out. Um, give a shout out to uh Crystal and the Missing Plug. Um, she uh, does event like coordination and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's hope I didn't forget anybody, but uh, that's <laughs> pretty much uh, I haven't really you know been able to you know get a bunch of sponsors set up so far, but those are the, my main two
1: you know people that like have supported me in the past, so definitely want to uh shout them out. That's awesome, man. We gotta find, we gotta tag like some vegan meal prep or some kind of vegan. There's got to be a vegan angle for you, right? Like vegan sponsors. I, mean, I was definitely there.
0: working with some people in um in uh Philadelphia, like after my last fight. But like you know, moving kind of things kind of like fell fell apart. But yeah, there's definitely uh there'll probably be a vegan because uh, I, I know a lot of of uh, you know vegan companies around here kind of cool with, you know, some of the people that work there. So, yeah, I'll definitely probably pop up with a vegan sponsorship
1: soon. Nice. I'll have to do some research for you, man, when you're in Pittsburgh. I'll get you some good vegan restaurants so you can try when you're in town. <laughs> oh, definitely. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks again for the time, dude. Good luck with the training camp and everything. We can't wait to see you in April, man. This this fight is sick. Once again, you know, thanks for taking it. Can't wait to work with you and your team, man. I uh, can't wait. Appreciate it. Thanks for having sure, me. Sure, brother. Yep. Take care, man. You too. Thanks.